A new study predicts that by the year 2040, the number of patients needing chemotherapy each year is going to rise from close to 10 million to nearly 15 million globally. Now, that's a 53% increase, and the researchers of this new study are calling for a significant expansion of the chemotherapy workforce to deliver optimal treatment by the year 2040 by the time this rises to 15 million. Now, this is the first study to estimate the scale of chemotherapy provision needed at a national, regional, and global level to try to respond to this situation. Dr. Mary Gospoderowick is the medical director of the Princess Margaret Cancer Center, and she joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Really appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us to discuss this important issue. Good afternoon. Uh, just uh, first off, uh, how concerning is this for you as a medical professional to hear about the uh, rise, the predicted rise of people in needing chemotherapy and the ability to uh, meet that demand? So we are very well aware of the um, need for expanding cancer services, and uh, we have been fortunate in Ontario to have very robust uh, cancer planning uh, activities. So this result is really not a surprise for us. It is, however, um, a very um, deliberate and robust uh, data set that looks at the whole world and the global need for um, chemotherapy and the global need for uh, cancer professionals who would deliver this chemotherapy. So I think it's a very good piece of work, um, which is largely based on a, a piece of work that we did estimating the global need for radiotherapy that was published in the same journal in 2015, where we estimated the global need, not only the need, but the cost of uh, scaling up radiotherapy for cancer, and also the potential benefit of implementing these technologies. All right, can I ask you, uh, doctor, just uh, why we're going to see this arise in the need for a chemotherapy by uh, 2040, that uh, it's going to grow from some 9.8 million to 15 million? Because I think a lot of people, their, their hope was that uh, eventually, hopefully, through research and technology, that cancer rates uh, would be on the decline. So the cancer rates per 100,000 population in many parts of the world are on the decline, but the population is growing and we live longer, in fact, much longer. The life expectancy in the last century has gone up from somewhere between 4 to 50 years to now people expect to live into their 80s. So because we live longer, we are more likely to later in life develop cancer. In fact, uh, more than half uh, cancers are diagnosed in patients over the age of 60. So the aging of the populations globally and improved life expectancy, and the fact that people don't die as much from infections, pneumonia, diarrheal disease, and heart disease, that's what led to cancer coming up in many countries as the number one uh, problem, healthcare problem. Yeah, when we talk about an aging population, and I just want to digress for a second here, because I've always heard that if you live long enough uh, as a human being, you will eventually, uh, you know, uh, run into some form or some type of cancer. Is that true? Well, we hope not. We hope that with uh, prevention and screening and the initiatives that are being put now, um, you know, we have healthier diet, we exercise more, there is better cancer prevention effort, that we will be able to bend the curve. In fact, right now, we know that, for example, lung cancer deaths are uh, decreasing globally because of tobacco control. Much more needs to be done, but that's good news. 
There is a major effort by World Health Organization and numerous United Nations agencies to eliminate cervical cancer in the world. Cervix cancer is not a huge problem in Canada because of um, uh, early detection with pap smears and, and treatment of premalignant disease, but it is a huge problem in other parts of the world. But now we have a vaccine. So hopefully the vaccination will address that. And in colorectal cancer, which is another uh, huge problem in the world, there is evidence that screening efforts can detect premalignant disease and prevent development of cancer. So there are many things that can be done, but they need investment. And uh, even when we implement all these prevention measures for the foreseeable future, and in maybe 20 to, 40, to 30 to 40 years, we will have to treat cancer patients with effective therapies. Well, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention the uh, cuts to uh, public health that, of course, has been all over the news the last couple of weeks in the uh, province of Ontario. And is it a concern of yours as a medical director of the uh, Princess Margaret Cancer Centre when you talk about, uh, you know, the need for chemotherapy and perhaps a growing need? One of the things that might stem that is uh, some of these preventative uh, treatments and uh, public education campaigns, uh, lifestyle choices people make uh, that we really got to continue to get the word out uh, when it comes to uh, cancer? The budget cuts are always a concern to people, but, you know, I would uh, submit that we live in a, a very affluent country. We spend a lot on health care, and what we need is more innovation, and we need uh, more effective and cost-effective measures uh, so that health care becomes more affordable, not only in Canada, but globally. And necessity is a mother of inventions. And I think that what we need to do is collaborate globally and learn from different parts of the world and so we can uh, bring more most effective and most cost-effective measures uh, to improve the outcomes in patients with cancer. Yeah, could you possibly update us, doctor, on where we are uh, globally when it comes to the fight uh, against cancer and where we might be uh, uh, by 2040 and when we talk about a 53% increase of uh, people that uh, possibly would need chemotherapy, might we be having a, a different discussion in, say, 20 years from now? Uh, very fortunate. The Cancer Care Ontario, our provincial cancer agent, has had a provincial cancer plan now for for almost 20 years. We are now launching Ontario Cancer Plan 5, and um, it, our cancer plans have always been uh, based on uh, meeting the needs of patients with cancer and having the most effective screening um, uh, programs, treatment programs, access to care. So we're well ahead, and a few years ago there was a, a benchmarking exercise where outcomes in several cancers were compared amongst the countries that have publicly funded healthcare systems, similar health systems, so it included some Western European countries, UK, some provinces in Canada and Australia. And in this study we actually fared very well as far as outcomes with cancer. We're far from perfect, and we're doing a lot to improve, but I think uh, we should be quite proud of our cancer system in the province. Yeah, just uh, finally, when we look at a uh, possible 50% rise in chemotherapy demand in the next 20 years by uh, 2040, uh, are you confident that uh, the province of Ontario, the, the country of Canada, are we ready to meet that? Yes, I'm quite confident. I think we need to innovate. You know, uh, when I was in medical school, every patient who needed dialysis 
spend a lot of time in the hospitals and inpatient. Uh, dialysis is done now at home uh, with great support and great success. So we need to figure out how to meet the needs of the patient in the most cost-effective manner and also patient-friendly. And there are certainly experiments with giving chemotherapy at home. There is a lot of initiatives to see whether other professionals other than physicians can direct chemotherapy. In many countries, there are pilot projects where the nurses administer chemotherapy and the physician just takes um, uh, participates at the beginning to decide on treatment, assess the patients, and manage complications. So I think there are many things that we can do, but what we need to do is invest in, in research and innovation. And one of the sad things is the healthcare industry probably doesn't invest enough in research and innovation um, as compared to other industries. Well, you know, it goes without saying, uh, cancer, if it hasn't touched somebody uh, personally, it certainly has touched someone in their uh, lives. It's really something that uh, affects us all. And, uh, Doctor, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Really appreciate the uh, discussion here this afternoon. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thank you. There goes Dr. Mary Gospoderwick. She is the medical director of the Princess Margaret Cancer Center on uh, this new global study that predicts a more than 50% rise in the demand for chemotherapy inside the next 20 years.